Why, everybody, and thanks for joining us for week number 18 of Survival Beyond the Bug Out Bank. I'm Bill Bateman, part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. We are located in southern Oregon in the Medford, White City area. And I'm going back to saying at the start of every program that we are not sponsored. We do not get commissions or referral fees for any of the products that we mention. We're not here trying to sell you something. I go out I look for things on the internet. I'm doing my own personal testing. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. We're not looking to sell you a pre-made product. In fact, it's my personal opinion. It's best to build your own based on your needs for you and those around you. So, with that said, some of the things I've been testing out, first of all, I got a Life Straw filter. I just drank some tap water to start. One of the primary things you're going to need to do, because it's going to be really hard to get water through there, is to actually get this thing wet, pre-soak it. Filter initially clean water then allow it to dry as per the package instructions and you're going to find it's a lot more workable. If you take this thing out cold and try to draw water it is going to be difficult. Looking at the filtration capabilities of a life straw filter or almost any of the small portable straws I would not and I'll say that again for emphasis I would not use that on any of the water in our creeks in the Medford, Ashland area. This is due to a high concentration of chemicals and farm fertilizers and farm runoff, which means fecal matter. You're going to end up sick as a dog. Boiling is going to be probably a very good idea. Another product I recommended last, I think it was last week, two weeks ago, Purezine. It's a water treatment. It's drops. You put so many drops in a specific amount of water. You wait. Now, this does require you to wait as many water chemical additions do. The beauty of it is this isn't a chemical. This does not have a lot of aftertaste. It does not have any really ooga-booga scary chemicals in it. And what it does do is actually show you visible results. The stuff that's in there that you don't want to drink is going to clump up and go to the bottom. Now it does mention 60 minutes as being the ideal wait time. In colder temperatures like we're experiencing right now and if you have really icky water and really cold water, you're going to want to give it extra time. Now the plus to this, it does address the problem of the guck in the creek water. It deals with those chemicals, it deals with some of those biological contaminants, and it does take some time. If you can't wait, you're going to have to uh, live with the results. This, You will actually see the stuff clump up at the bottom of the bottle. With any filtration system, from the life straw right on up to the more advanced, you're going to want to use some clean water to cleanse that filter. That's very, very important. Another thing I recommended a number of weeks back in the water area is the Hydro Blue. And that is on our list of recommended items. I'm also going to look at the Hydro Blue filtration system. This consists of two bags, one for the raw water and the filter, and then a hose that leads into a second bag for storing the filtered water. Many of the similar things apply. It is a bigger 
tube which allows you to unscrew one end and actually have access to the filter. With any of these things what I'm going to want to do is purchase extra filters. I did that. I'm glad I did. You can often get a deal when doing that. And it's very important with any system as I mentioned earlier. You're going to have to clean that filter out before you continue to use it. The nice thing about the Hydro Blue, it's lightweight. It works very quickly. It has adapters which allows you to attach it to existing water bottles. It's very common in its fittings and it seems to have the recommendation of quite a lot of gallons, quite a lot of liters of water coming out of it. So as long as you're cleaning your filters out, uh, you're in good shape. So those are three products I tried. Common denominator, get them wet, get them working first, dry them according to manufacturer's instructions, and then be ready to use them. It's going to be difficult on the first time through for any of those products. So that's very important. What else are we talking about? Well, I was at the home show this weekend out at the Medford Expo. First, I want to give props to the students and all those coordinators who worked on the tiny house project. I watched four tiny houses go from nothing to complete in literally three days. And actually, most of it was done during the first two. It was really nice to see those young people working together as a team and doing some really good work. And I want to thank all those folks who both contributed materials and their time and acted as supervisors and designers. It's an excellent project. I recommend you spend a little time poking around and find out more about that. My reason for being out at the home show, I shared a table with uh, some of my co-workers, with Phil and with Sandra, and we were out there representing the Second Amendment and sharing information on some of the area shooting sports associations like the MRPC and RVSSA, the Medford Rifle Pistol Club and the Rogue Valley Shooting Sports Association. There were some other nice folks there uh, from Josephine County and sharing information on some of the other programs as well. What got my attention, the subject of the podcast came up, and I got some really interesting input, both from other people at the table and a number of passers-by. I'm pleased to say we attracted quite an uh, interesting group of folks who took time out to chat with us. Thank you very kindly. A lot of these were psychological and philosophical questions, and the one I heard a lot, are you fooling yourselves by prepping? Is the mental image what you think it is versus what it actually is, a case of us painting the picture we want to see. Actually, my first marriage was like that, but that's another story. Well, somewhere between everything is going to be just fine and the area turning into a Mad Max scenario is where the reality of the majority of cases is going to be. Now, in a case of a major act of war, such as a nuclear attack or EMP or a comet striking the planet, yeah, it's total societal breakdown. And I'll tell you, looking at YouTube, I did that, I'm almost sorry I did. You can get the full menu from the Pollyanna approach to don't worry, the government is going to take care of us, on the way to the gloom and doom doomsday prophets. 
I think we need to focus on more realistic issues like fires and earthquakes, some of the things that are likely to happen. And yes, there will be a long-term recovery involved in some of the more serious areas. If it's localized, it's going to be far, far different than if it's regional or statewide, for example. And yes, the consensus of those I talked to is there would be a serious breakdown. There's not a lot of optimism because those zombie films can start getting realistic. Stick with me, I'm not going to go scary on you. One consistent theme is that those who don't have will be tracking down those that do. And this is an interesting point of view. Now, they may not even know you've got stuff. I mean, you should be low-key in your stockpiling and sharing what information of supplies you have. I mean, you are low-key, right, aren't you? They don't have to know. They just notice that, hey, we haven't seen Bill out there scavenging. I wonder if he's got stuff. And this is when we get into the psychological condition and start having interesting conversations on that psychological strength and psychological preparedness. Now tied into this, and this is something somebody brought up and I thought it was really interesting. They said, look, regardless of what happens, law and order will come back at some point and you will be called to account for some of the things you've done. Now, I kind of, you know, look at the current situation today and say the rule of law is kind of void where prohibited. But I do think that the short-term, oh my gosh, panic mode will eventually come back to a more realistic, more rational setup. With that in mind, I'm sharing a link, and it's called How to Cope with Psychological Shock While Still in Danger. It's from a very, very good site. That's the Prepper Journal. It's listed in our list of resources on the main page, and I've spoken of it before. This is an interesting article because I like a lot of it, and I take issues with a lot of it. It's got an idea of, if you're still in danger, take a moment and decide on what you're going to do. By trying to solve problems under pressure, even when conditions are worse than expected, I think it's imperative you've done some prep work. You have had discussions. You've looked at worst-case scenarios. I talked to a couple people out at the home show, and they didn't want to talk about what if or it can get bad. They said we were being too negative. I was actually called paranoid by one individual because they said, no, no, those kind of things don't happen. Well, all you have to do is open a newspaper or turn on CNN And you're going to see that, in fact, these type of things do happen. Don't go to denial. Don't go to what you would like it to be. Go to what it might actually be. Now, some of the good advice I saw is be aware of what's happening and stay connected to the present. Don't dwell in the past. Don't get involved in revenge fantasies for anything that's happened. You're going to have to allow these feelings to exist and think about solutions rather than worrying about what happened. Interestingly enough, and we talk about this in a lot of different areas, stay focused, stay calm, and realize you control the situation to as much as humanly possible. Don't let the situation control you. Don't be driven down uh, a roadway just because everybody else is going. This is something I believe is going to be very useful for all of us. At the other side of the 
tunnel at the end of the problem, as well as during an issue, especially if you have younger children or if you have older people. Some senior citizens can become very disoriented, uh, especially in times of crisis. And what are you going to do with grandma? And what are you going to do with the little ones? And this is something advanced preparation. You can't make this stuff up. This has to be as big a part of your toolkit as your first aid supplies and your fire starter. And speaking about fire starters, I wanted to uh, share a video I came across. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, It's on YouTube, of course, and it's about how to use your fire steel properly. There were a lot of things I didn't know, and I think for those of us who are first-timers getting into certain areas, it's really a good idea to do your research. Check this out. For example, people often choose poorly when they choose a fire steel. They think that getting the one that guarantees 30,000 strikes is a great idea, 30,000 uses. Well, it's really not, uh, because you're not going to get enough material from a rod that hard. You want something that's good for two to 3,000 strikes. Also, and this came as a complete shock to me, these things usually are shipped coated. They have a coating on it. So you'll be sitting there scraping and scraping and scraping, trying to get it to make sparks, trying to get it to work with you, and in fact, all you're doing is scraping off the coating. It won't start making sparks until that coating comes off. So that's kind of important to know. And one other thing, and I have heard this before, uh, if you're going to practice this, and we just spent a whole <laughs> a whole podcast talking about testing things out in advance, I got in the habit of using cotton balls with a little bit of Vaseline on them to practice on. Now, naturally, you're not going to do this in the house. You're going to do this in the backyard. I shouldn't have to say this, but hey, Bill said they knew it in the kitchen. No, I didn't. Go ahead and put a little bit of uh, Vaseline on the cotton ball, and it's going to burn a lot longer. It's going to show you how to direct your strokes, where that is catching quickly, and some people will actually carry in an enclosed jar five or six cotton balls pre-made with some Vaseline on them to help them in an emergency situation. There's pro and con on that, but uh, I, I think it's worth thinking about. So, again, the address will be in the resources. The one thing that I really found interesting, because every knife ad I have seen, and believe me, I've looked at ads for hundreds of different products, dozens of different knives from any different company, and they all say, boy, it's really great. Take your knife blade and strike your fire steel with it. This individual says, of course, that's going to work, but you're going to get a much better and hotter spark by using the striker that comes with the actual item. I share that, and if you find out different, please let me know. Okay, that's it for this week. I want to get Phil back in here as soon as we can. And Miss Sandra is also in my crosshairs. She's got the information on the herbal and naturopathic 
ways that you can care for yourself and Phil has some more excellent ways to keep limber to keep that physical plant we're all running in good shape so we're going to be working on that I'm going to continue to research equipment and ideas and I'd like to thank you all for joining me this program is copyright refused to be a victim personal protection training 2019 your ideas comments and suggestions are always welcome send them to me at podcast at w wits-and.com. Wits and, that address is in the login box. Sometimes people have told me they have problems getting the link to work. It's okay to just copy and paste that in your email and it'll come through just fine. Now we do encourage you to share this with your friends, with your family, put it on Facebook, Twitter, pass it around at a staff meeting at work, whatever you want to do. However, we don't want you to rebroadcast, edit it, or try and sell it without the express written permission of this company. With that said, we're going to continue to work on preparing, on being safe. I'm the first to admit you can't cover all of the bases, but by gosh, it sure beats just sitting there waiting for something to happen. I will see you next week on the podcast, and if I don't see you there, I hope to see you out at the range. Thank you.